G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. What do you get excited about? What do you think about the most? What do you dream about, plan for, perhaps scheme for? What are you passionate about? That is your God. Pastor Greg Laurie says making the Lord God your God is the pathway to a settled contentment. If you will put God first in your life, I promise you on the authority of Scripture, everything else will fall into its rightful place. Put Him first. This is the day when the lost are found This is the day for a new beginning Amazing grace, how sweet the sound Again you hear all the angels are singing This is the day, the day when life begins Ever driven on a tyre that's out of balance? Sometimes it feels like the tyre is bouncing down the highway, the steering wheel wobbles, your seat vibrates, and you wonder if you're losing control. But a tyre shop can adjust that balance and give you a smooth ride once again. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie shows us how to adjust a life that's out of balance. If your life is wobbling and it feels a little bit out of control, I'm glad you pulled in for an adjustment today from The Ten Commandments. Let's look now at these commandments together. Found here in Exodus 20, starting in verse two, commandment number one. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. That's commandment number one. No other gods before him. Do you think you've ever broken that commandment? A survey revealed that 76% of all Americans consider themselves completely true to the first commandment. So do you think that's accurate? That most of us have never broken the first commandment? I suggest to you we've broken it more than we may realize. Because everything starts with the place of God in your life. Because you will end up serving what you worship. Remember when Jesus was tested by Satan in the wilderness? And the Bible says that the devil showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I'm not even sure how that played out. But we know that Satan, the devil, is described in the Bible as the God of this world, the prince of the power of the air who rules over the demon forces right now. So in a sense, the devil said, this this is my stuff. And it belongs to me. Interestingly, Christ did not dispute it. I don't know if he gave him a glimpse into the future, but whatever it was, the devil's saying, this is all my stuff, and Jesus, I know why you've come. You've come to die on the cross and purchase back what was lost in the Garden of Eden, and I'm gonna make you a deal you cannot refuse. (laughs) Bad Godfather imitation alert. (laughs) Satan says, I'll give it to you. You can have it on a silver platter. You don't have to die on a cross. You don't have to go through any of it. I'll give you what you've come for. Here's my condition. 
He says, I want you to worship me. Jesus says, thou shalt worship the Lord God in him only shall you serve. Wait, what? The devil didn't say anything about service. He said, just worship me momentarily, worship me. But Jesus said, only worship God because you'll serve him. In other words, he's saying, you'll end up serving what you worship, you see? So what is on the altar of your life is of the greatest importance. But here the Lord now gives them the motive for keeping the commandments, the motive. Verse two, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. God does not start by threatening or scaring them. He starts by reminding them of what kind of God he was, a loving, caring God who delivered them from bondage and misery. You might say, well, that's great for them. They were slaves in Egypt. Well, hey, you were a slave too. We all were to sin on our way to hell. But God loved us so much, he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for our sin. And we turned from our sin and believed in Jesus. Thus we have so much appreciation for all that the Lord has done. Therefore it should be our privilege and pleasure to seek to live a life that is pleasing to him. Not because we have to, but because we get to. You see, you don't obey the Bible because you have to. You obey because you want to. And the reason you want to is because of all that God has done for you. You love Him because He first loved you. That's what the Bible says. <laughs> Jesus did not say, keep my commandments and I'll love you. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So before the Lord tells him what He wants him to do, He says, Hey, check it out. Look at what I did for you. So this should be your way to respond. My love for him is a response to his love for me. Now Kathy and I, as we mentioned, we've been married for 46 years. I have certain expectations of her. She has certain expectations of me. God is the same. He wants an exclusive relationship. He doesn't want to share you with other gods any more than your husband wants to share you with other men. How would it sound if a wife says to her husband, honey, I'm going out on a date now with Chad. I don't know why I picked Chad. Seemed like the right name, Chad. Something sketchy about the name. No, there, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm gonna have all the Chads rise up in anger against me. Is anyone here named Chad? Sorry, Chad. Because I can tell you're, you're a great guy. <laughs> your wife there? Keep your eye on Chad. Just... <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> but if the wife said, hey, I'm going on a date with Chad tonight, honey. Oh, and I, I probably won't be home tonight. I'll see you in the morning. That's crazy. Can't have that. You need faithfulness in a marriage. Honor the vows that you make in a marriage. The Lord says, I want the same thing. Because why? I'm a jealous God. Whoa, God's a jealous God. Hello, someone's insecure. <laughs> right? God's not insecure. He says, I've done this for you. I want an exclusive relationship with you and I don't want to share you with anybody else. Look, to want your spouse to be faithful to you is a reasonable thing. 
In a way, you're a jealous parent. You want the best for your child. The very word jealousy speaks of ownership. You know, we're connected. You're my child. And God's saying, I'm your father, and I want you to be faithful to me. So don't have any other gods before me. Thanks for joining us for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today, Pastor Greg is presenting a practical look at the first of the Ten Commandments. Don't have any other gods before him. Let's continue. What does it mean to have another god before him? You know, we think of an idol worshiper as someone bowing prostrate before some carved image. You know, that that would be an idol worshiper for sure. But that's not the only form of idolatry. In the epistle of 1 John, we read the words, little children, keep yourself from idols. There's a lot of things that can become idols in your life. Listen to this. An idol is anyone or anything that takes the place of God in your life. Let me repeat that an idol is anything or anyone that takes the place of God in your life. So the question is, who or what is your God? Everybody has a God. Even an atheist has a God. They'll say they don't, but they do. Maybe their God is themselves. Maybe their God is their atheism. But they have a deity. They have someone or something they bow before that is on the altar of their life. How do you determine who your God is? Okay, question. What do you get excited about? You know, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What do you think about the most? What do you dream about, plan for, perhaps scheme for? What do you spend most of your money on? What are you passionate about? That is your God. Now most of us would say, oh, the Lord is my God. Well, good, I hope He is. But sometimes we can put other things in his place. It's not who we name. It's who we ultimately serve. Sometimes your God with a small G can be something that's not necessarily bad, but it's out of its rightful place. Idols are not always evil outright. Listen, the most dangerous idols are good things that are twisted. You can make an idol out of your family. What do you, what, hello? Oh yeah. You can make your family more important than God. Well, we should focus on our family. Yes, we should, but the Lord has to be number one. If the Lord's number one, everything else falls into its proper place. God's more important than even your marriage. God's more important than your kids. God's more important than anything. God's more important than your career. And sometimes people make their career the God of their life. And yes, you should work hard and do what you can, but God needs to be in the number one position. There's so many things that can choke the Word of God out in our life. And again, I emphasize, they're not always bad things. Oh sure, there are sinful things. There can be booze or drugs or illicit pleasures. Those can all become idols in your life. But it can be good things out of proportion. Jesus said it this way in what we call the parable of the sower. Remember he talked about a sower that threw his seed out. And some seed fell on ground and it began to grow but it was choked out by weeds. And he said in Matthew 13, 22, the seed sown among weeds represents a person who receives the message. They receive the message but listen, life's busy distractions 
His divided heart and his ambition for wealth result in suffocating the kingdom message and prevent him from bearing spiritual fruit. Did you hear that? Life's busy distractions. There's nothing wrong with your career. Nothing wrong with your schedule. Nothing wrong with all the things we're engaged in each and every day. But don't let them become God in your life and push the true God out of your life as a result. Keep God in the number one position. If you will put God first in your marriage, if you will put God first in your finances, if you will put God first in your singleness, if you will put God first in your career, I promise you on the authority of Scripture, everything else will fall into its rightful place. Put Him first. Because Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God, right? Which means the rule and reign of Christ in your life, the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. What things? What you're gonna eat, what you're gonna wear, what you're gonna drink, where you're gonna go to school, who you're gonna marry, everything you need in life, it'll all find its proper place. But listen, when we come to the commandments of God, here's what we quickly discover. I can't live up to these commandments. I've broken these commandments and you've broken these commandments. And the Bible says if you offend in one point of the law, you're guilty of all of it. Wow, <laughs> who hasn't done that? But here's the good news, 2,000 years ago, God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross and take the full penalty of our sin upon himself. And the Bible even says he took the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which is a King James way of saying all the laws that said you're a sinner and he nailed them to the cross. He did that for you. Because the, the law, the commandments don't make me holy. They show me I'm not holy. They're like a moral mirror. You ever look in a magnifying mirror? That's alarming, isn't it? <laughs> Remember when I was a kid, I'd look at old men and I'd notice that when they shaved, they missed patches. Like what's wrong with these people? Now I have a magnifying mirror and I look in it and I say, uh-oh. <laughs> Missed a couple places, didn't I? But see, I look in God's mirror and I realize I fall short. But the good news is, it's not there to make me feel miserable. It's there to drive me into the open arms of Jesus who will forgive me of every sin I've committed. <laughs> yes, Jesus died on the cross, paid the price for our sin, rose again from the dead, and now he stands at the door of our life and he knocks and says the fool, hear his voice and open the door, he will come in. And I wanna ask you in closing, have you asked Jesus to come into your life? What if it were your last day? Today, tonight, tomorrow. If you're a Christian, you don't have to live in fear of death. It doesn't mean you look forward to it, but it means you're ready. It means you're prepared. Prepared to meet your God. And I ask you that right now. Are you prepared to meet God? Because heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. I've told you the story before of a tombstone. And somebody was walking through this graveyard and they saw the writing on the tombstone which had these words. Pause now stranger as you pass by. As you are now, so once was I. 
as I am now, so you shall be, so prepare for death and follow me. Someone reading that tombstone was overheard to say, to follow you is not my intent until I know which way you went. Right? <laughs> Are you prepared for eternity? You say, well, how do you, how do you get prepared? You admit to God you're a sinner and you invite Christ into your life. He'll forgive you of your sins and the commandments you've broken and then He'll start changing you from the inside out. And if you haven't done that yet, you can do it right here, right now. He's just a prayer away. In a moment we're gonna pray together. And I'm going to extend an invitation to you wherever you are, everyone in this room, wherever you are, this is for you. This is your moment to get right with God and ask Jesus to come into your life. If you need to do this, do it now. Don't put it off. This is your day, the day of salvation. Let's pray. Father, I pray now for every person here, every person watching and listening wherever they may be. If they don't know Jesus yet, let this be their moment of decision. Their moment where they pass from darkness to light. The moment where they pass from unbelief to belief. Help them, Lord, to see their need for you. Help them to come to you now, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an invitation to get your heart right with the Lord. And if you'd like to do that today, Pastor Greg will help you with that right now. The Bible says whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So I want to lead you in a prayer where you will be doing just that, calling on the name of the Lord. So listen, if you want your sin forgiven, if you want to know that when you die, you will go to heaven, if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life and take away your guilt and your shame, then just stop what you're doing and pray this prayer with me right now. Pray this after me if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I have broken your commandments. I have fallen short of your standards. But 2,000 years ago, you died on that cross for me. Then you rose again from the dead. So Jesus, come into my life and be my Savior and my Lord and my God and my friend. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed along with Pastor Greg and you've meant those words sincerely, God has heard you and forgiven you of your sin. And we want to send you some materials to help you as you begin your new life as a follower of Christ. It's a collection of resources called the New Believers Growth Packet. We'll send it without charge if you've made a first-time commitment to the Lord today. Just ask for it when you call us at 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, more insight from God's Top 10. Be listening for another practical look at the Ten Commandments. This is the day, the day when life begins. 
Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called 10, Part 1, No Other Gods. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.